unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. But one rather unique thing <laughs> is the whole seeing God face to face. Yeah. That's not something that happens every day. Nope. And that's a similarity between Joseph Smith and Moses and Enoch and that's true. probably some other prophets. Hey everyone, welcome back to Saints Unscripted. Okay, so we're gonna get right to it because I have a good thought, and if it, and if I wait, it's gonna be gone. So I just wanna we want to outline what we're gonna talk about today. So the point we kind of want to make is that there are, of course, similarities between Joseph Smith and like ancient prophets and stuff. But and we'll point some of those out just for fun. They aren't super like consequential. But <laughs> the point we do want to make is that really like there's not much of a mold. There really shouldn't be a mold. There are so many different kinds of prophets. Yeah. I think different characteristic traits of prophets, different even roles and functions. Yeah. It's really hard to nail down, like, this is what a prophet is supposed to do. Yeah. Well, like, you think of of Jonah, right? Like, Jonah and the whale, God says, hey... Prophet, go tell Nineveh this thing. And Jonah's like, heck no. Peace, I'm gone. <laughs> and uh, you know the rest of the story. But, but like, compare Jonah with, like, Isaiah. Right. But somehow they're both prophets. They're both prophets, but they're, like, on two different ends of the spectrum. Right. In, in a lot of ways. The one quality that they would have in common is that God spoke to them. Yes, definitely. Which, which, honestly, when you think about it, in really general terms, that could apply to a lot of people throughout history, mm-hmm. maybe even subconsciously. You know, if God communicates to you, even if it's not for other people, if it's just for your life, in a way, you share that quality with biblical prophets. And it kind of makes you a prophet of your own life, in a way. I think a lot of times yeah. what we get, we get stuck on... A prophet is someone who prophesies. And like that is the hallmark characteristic of a prophet is that they tell you all these specific things that are going to happen in the future. And sometimes that's true. And to be fair, Joseph did make quite a number of prophecies, prophetic statements. Right. And I think I did a faith and beliefs episode about some of that stuff. But but there are also a lot of prophets that don't prophesy anything. I I really liked, oh, where did this quote go that I had? This is from Adventist.org, so it's a Christian website, not, not from our faith, but it says, Most dictionaries agree a prophet is a person who receives a divine message and speaks to other human beings on behalf of a deity. Even though the foretelling of future events is not even the primary function of a prophet, there's a reason it's common for people to think this is the defining characteristic of, uh, characteristic of prophets. Several of the most famous prophets of the Bible revealed important aspects of the future to their intended audiences. So, like, that's not even a Latter-day Saint source, but, like, it's, it's acknowledged that, yes, prophets can prophesy, but it is not their primary function as a prophet. I know that's kind of, like, this is kind of weird to me, because, like, prophet prophesy, like, you'd think, like, it's the etymology the would be, yeah. like, this is their main <laughs> thing, but, like, but I guess not, and I guess that makes sense, too. Well, and that's... That's interesting because that's the one similarity between Isaiah and Jonah is exactly what they talk about. Someone who receives a divine message and speaks to other human beings on behalf Mm -hmm. of a deity. So 
That's cool. It's like basically probably the one connecting attribute mm -hmm. among all the prophets. Yeah. But there are also a number of other happy coincidences that we're going to point out. Now, this is not at all to like prove that Joseph was a prophet because like that's not something <laughs> that Taylor and I are going to be able to do for you. Like that's something yeah. you need to work out and it's probably between you and God. Filled with logical fallacies, whatever we might say. So. Yeah, what if 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 what we're about to say, if you are interpreting that as Therefore, we believe Joseph was a prophet. That don't do that, because because that's not what we're trying to do here. We're just uh, gonna have some fun and point out some happy coincidences, shall we? We shall. Awesome. <laughs> First of all, I would just like to say, because even though it's already been said, just because we're beginning the list, making prophetic statements. Mm -hmm. Joseph Smith made a ton of prophetic statements and. So did a lot of biblical prophets. Even if it was something like as simple as, uh, is it going to rain while we're having this sermon out in the woods? Like, either like, yes, you know, we only have like 10 minutes, so go out and, you know, we'll do it quickly, and then it would, it would end up raining. You know, if something like sim as simple as that to like as big as, uh, as predicting the Civil War, um, mm. that it would begin in South Carolina. Uh, like, Joseph made a lot of prophetic statements that were both very important and very not important. And I think an important thing about prophecy in general is that I think a lot of times there are if-then statements implied in prophecy. For example, mm -hmm. like we'll go back to Jonah. Um, actually, Jonah didn't use an if-then statement in his prophecy. He went to Nineveh, you know, after getting puked out by the fish and stuff like that. <laughs> he goes <laughs> to Nineveh and he says, you know, in 40, 30 days, I don't remember the amount of days. In this amount of days, Nineveh is going to be destroyed. He doesn't say, like, repent, repent or, else. or else this is going to happen. He says, this is exactly what's going to happen. And he doesn't give any if-then statements. Now, but then they repent. Then they repent. I mean, you could look at that and you could say, oh, he gave a prophecy that didn't come to pass. And you can go that route. Or you can say there was an if-then statement implied in there. But But even then, like... So, so, like, if you repent, then Nineveh won't be destroyed. They repented, but, like, so they repent, but, but like, you still don't know what would have happened if they didn't repent. Right. Because whatever that was didn't happen, you know? So, like... It could have not even been a prophecy at all, is what you're saying. Well... Like, anyone could stand up and say... I, I think it was a prophecy, but, right. like... I'm not saying that, but... But if you wanted to, like, argue it... Mm-hmm. You could say, well, we don't even know if this prophecy was fulfilled because we don't know what would have happened if they didn't repent, you right. know? And, like, who's to judge, like, what, every single person in Nineveh repented? You know, right. like, where's the <laughs> threshold for that? Things like that. And, the, and, like, the same is also true the other way. Like, Nineveh is destroyed. Oh, well, that could have not been because they... If, like, why do we attribute that to them not repenting? They, it could have just been a coincidence, you know? Like, there are ways to, like, get around the fulfillment of prophecy if you want to, you know? Right. Does that make sense? That's kind of the point that I'm getting at. Because you don't know what would have happened if they didn't. Right. And oftentimes prophecy will be fulfilled in, like, ways that you totally don't expect. Like, like Jesus Christ? Like, like Jesus. <laughs> How, like, he shows up and the Jews are like... Yeah. No, it was supposed they to be fulfilled this other centuries way. of prophecies. Yeah, you're supposed to saying. come in here and like kill a bunch of Romans and free us. This isn't. This isn't no, that. No, no, no. 
anyways, just things to consider when it comes to prophecy. Sometimes it's not quite as clear cut as we'd like it to be. But right. Okay. Well, similarities between Joseph Smith and some other prophets. I think one that's kind of cool is the inadequacy that some ancient prophets felt. Like Moses uh, talks about how he's slow of speech. Yeah, slow of speech. Not good with words. Yeah. They'll never believe me. They won't even listen. I shall teach you what to say. Joseph does as well. When you hear or read stuff that Joseph Smith said, the guy was a powerful speaker. Like, he didn't like writing because he was so much better at speaking, Mm -hmm. you know? He called writing a narrow prison. Right. (laughs) Which is telling. In that way, he was actually probably more comparable to Moroni in Mm. Book of Mormon when he's like, oh, I'm weak in writing. Yeah. You know? Lacked a little bit of confidence there, I think. Yeah. Another, he's not a biblical prophet, so I don't know. Another thing, I love it when prophets are like, hey, I'm just a normal guy. You know, like, I have problems too. I have sins too. I love when that happens. And that's another similarity between, uh, for example, Peter in Luke 5, mm. 8. He talks about how he's a sinful man. Joseph right. Smith also. Joseph also had his moments of pride, right? Where he oh, said yeah. some statements that, you know, aren't great. But for example, he said, I do not want you to think that I am very righteous, for I am not. God judges men according to the use they make of the light which he gives them. I think there are a few statements like that from Joseph. But I just like, I like it when prophets are like, I'm a normal guy. Yeah, like, don't don't worship me. Don't, yeah. don't like. And Joseph emphasized that a lot throughout his ministry, I think, that he was just a man. Mm-hmm. And Anyone who believes otherwise or expects otherwise is going to be very disappointed. He was often very direct. There are a lot of great statements by Brigham Young about that along those oh, yeah. same lines as well, yeah, which which is interesting because Brigham Young usually gets a lot of flack because he believes some weird stuff, did some weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. But there are times when he says, look, I know I've been wrong about some stuff, you know. And I'm just a normal guy, though. Yeah. He was mocked, yeah. persecuted, suffered in prison, unjustly imprisoned, visited by angels. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I think a lot of these are like, a lot of people are mocked, a lot of people suffer, a lot of That's people... That's true. But it was always, I, to play devil's advocate against you, mm-hmm. it was always, like the implied thing is that he did it for the sake of the message that he declared. Yeah. Like he, he preferred to be mocked and persecuted and to suffer rather than to back down from what he declared was true. Right. Which counter a lot of people do that as well. A lot of crazy people do that. But one rather unique thing (laughs) is the whole seeing God face to face. Yeah. That's not something that happens every day. Nope. And that's a similarity between Joseph Smith and Moses and Enoch and probably some other prophets. Not that seeing God face to face is necessarily a requirement to be a prophet no. i don't think does that say it anywhere in the scriptures not necessarily i think most prophets were probably communicated to by the holy ghost yeah but good point or an a, angel lots of angels flying around yeah. in the old testament i know seriously this talking is kind of a donkeys <laughs> yeah oh i've got a talking donkey <laughs> right glad Joseph doesn't have any stories about that because we would have heard a lot about that but uh this is kind of a side note i had a professor at byu uh, who really, like, his big thing that semester was emphasizing that Joseph Smith, that his calling 
was not necessarily to be a prophet, but to be an apostle. That there is no priesthood office of prophet. Mm. But there, like Joseph, when he's sustained in Doctrine and Covenants 20, he's sustained as an apostle of Jesus Christ. Really? And uh, what does it say? It says, called of God and ordained an apostle of Jesus Christ to be the first elder of this church. That's kind of cool. So, so it's kind of like how, like, uh, after Christ died in the New Testament, Peter was the chief apostle. Right. And, and therefore, we called him kind of the prophet of that time. Right. But, like... But his office was apostle. But more explicitly, he was an apostle. Hmm. And if you look at it, I think Joseph's role, his function to set up a church and send out messengers and to set up organization. A lot of prophets in the Old Testament were not even involved in an organization of any kind. They were they acted on their own. God spoke to them, so they declared it, right? Mm-hmm. But Peter set up a church. He mm-hmm. sent out messengers. Like So Joseph's role, his function, is actually more similar to Peter's function as a chief apostle than it was to Old Testament prophets, which to me, mm-hmm. I think that actually is more profound, I guess, because it connects Joseph to the New Testament and to Jesus Christ rather mm. than trying to connect him to Jehovah and the law of Moses, you know, like yeah. Old Testament stuff. But he was more of a chief apostle than a prophet. That's like, cool. A, the word prophet applies generally to like a ton of characters, including the apostles mm-hmm. in the New Testament. But specifically, he was more like an apostle. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to differentiate between like, Maybe in Latter-day Saint jargon, we use prophet a little bit differently than others. Yeah. Because generally... In terms of, like, the president of the church. Yeah. Like, generally, anyone with the gift of prophecy is a prophet, right? Right. And I think a lot of churches understand that and teach that. Um, Our our president of the church as a prophet, we... There's there's a lot of things about authority, priesthood authority involved in that, Mm -hmm. and and priesthood office and such, which you touched on. Uh, So it's a little different, but that's a different episode, but... (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. cool i hadn't thought about it like that before so we've got over just some some similarities between joseph smith and old testament and new testament prophets or apostles but i think really the the takeaway is that there isn't a mold like god right. uses who he's got mm-hmm. and who is willing right the word prophet applies very generally <laughs> yeah i mean it, it's who god chooses the definition of a prophet is a, par- a person is a prophet if God chooses them to be a prophet, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's kind of what it comes down to. You can be a sinner, you can be a saint, you can be a you can be a man, you can even be a woman if you're. A, well, who was it? Deborah in the Old Testament, I think, was a prophetess. Yeah, she was also a judge. I think she might have been a prophet. There's also a prophetess mentioned in like Luke chapter two. Like yeah, in the temple or something. I don't know. Yeah, was but that- anyways. There's not necessarily a mold, but we do believe Joseph Smith was a prophet. Uh, You don't have to believe that if you don't want to. That's something that you should discover for yourself. We've done lots of episodes about Joseph Smith. We'll link them down below so you can check those out if you want to. There's like a whole playlist all about Joseph Smith. Yeah, so So we got lots to say about him, lots of research about him for you guys. Um, And if you have any questions, please let us know in the comments. If you have comments, let us know in the comments. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.